Well, hello, hello, my friends. This is S. Anthony Thomas, and this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 165. And I want to thank you guys for stopping by. For those of you that have listened to the show before, thank you for coming back. For those of you that are new, thank you for stopping by. And please make sure you go through the back catalog of the show for some of that old-time greatness. <laughs> also, I've noticed, there's a, I mean, I don't know what the hell is going on, but there's a, every time I check, there's a whole bunch bunch of new people who, who have iPhones that are listening to this podcast apparently have a lot of I I don't know maybe Apple is going listen if you want to buy this phone you have to be a regular listener to the S. Anthony Says podcast and if that's not happening happening I would just like to say to Apple I would like you to start that that heart start happening I want you to force people to listen to this awesome podcast I just want to say that right now and uh, to all of you that are listening on other phones, you already know I love you too. But since these are the new people coming on, I have to kiss their asses. <laughs> I mean, tell them how wonderful they are. <laughs> anyway, new iPhone people, I'm in your phone right now. Because if you're listening to this, I already know you downloaded this to your phone. You're listening to me right now through the phone. I'm actually in your phone right now. And I got to be honest with you, there's some disturbing stuff in some of your phones. I got to be honest with you. I'm not going to judge you because you, you're listening to me and some of you have become loyal fans of the podcast. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm judging some of you a little bit. Some of you and you right. You, you. Yes, you. Is this an email from your mom? Is this an email from your mom? Why have you not called your mother? OK, does this shut up? This email says, call me. And it's your, she gave birth to you, you bastard. Now, no, don't call her now. Listen to my podcast. The heck with your mom. I'm more important than your mom. OK, I mean, it ain't like you were calling her in the first place and you're already listening to me. Don't be rude. Your iPhone people. OK, don't be rude. OK, now just listen to. Uh, whoa, whoa, dude. Really? Is this picture in here necessary? I don't even know why I'm in your phone. You are disgusting, man. That is wrong. You, you have a wife and kids and you got this picture in here. Who is this? I, in fact, I don't even have to ask you who this is. Let me just. That's your secretary. You make me. Oh, damn. She's fine. Good Lord. Ooh, uh, this picture's good, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't want you to take this a hard way. I hope you continue to be a fan of the podcast and a fan of mine. But you're a married man. You don't really need these pictures. I'm, I'm going to be taking these pictures with me because I don't have a girlfriend right now. But the, the, ooh, yeah, you def, you don't need these pictures. I'm taking them with me. Yeah, yeah shut up. Yeah, you calm down because I'm in here also, and I know lots of other disgusting things about you that I've made copies of. You just yeah, that's right, exactly. Now you just keep running on the treadmill and realize I got you where I want you. And this picture, this girl here, good God, this woman's awesome. Ooh, yeah, you definitely gonna get these pictures back. Hell no. And lady, come on now, come on now. You know, daggone well. Yeah, I'm telling your husband what you were doing when you went. To, yeah, I know you didn't cheat on him, but that was disgusting what you did at that strip club. And he didn't know you were going to the strip club. Oh, should I just send him an email from inside this phone? In fact, iPhone people whose phones I'm in right now. I got you all where I want you. <laughs> yeah. This is the episode number 165, S. Anthony Rules Your Life episode. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't even going to go in this direction, but I got you where I want you. 
<laughs> I command you to go out and recruit as many as people as possible to listen to this podcast. And you better do it through your iPhone because now that I'm in your iPhone, I'm going to stay in your iPhone and I'm going to know whether you did it or not. Do you understand? Oh, by the way, Android people and people listening on your computers and people listening in your cars and all that, all those other devices. Don't think just because I'm blackmailing these iPhone people by being inside their phone that it. Yeah, that's right. Android people. I'm in your phone, too. And I'm in your computer. Hey, hey, you driving a car that downloaded this into you into the app in your car. Ah, ha, ha. I know what you're really driving right now. And also you need more gas. <clears throat> so let's let me just tell you people right now. I run things. I know everything about you bastards. And you better listen to this episode and you better bring back people with you to listen to this crap. Because if you don't, (laughs) I'm telling all the stuff I know about you and I know it all. Yeah, that's right. Are you guys ready for 165? Huh? Of course you are. If you know what's good for you. (laughs) Let's start the show. tired right now you know and everybody gets tired but sometimes when you get tired it's 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 a it's not the regular tired it's the oh man i have to do stuff type tired you know they say time is money but know what i think energy is money also right have you ever been around your table maybe you had a you were starting out your life or maybe you were having a tough time financially and you sat there with all your bills and you knew for a fact you could not pay all those bills you knew it and you kind of had to pick the one that was not going to get paid this month or was going to get paid late well you know it's not going to be the mortgage if you have a house or the rent if you live in an apartment so you know you're going to make sure you pay that but say it's the gas and you and it's the summertime and you have a George Foreman grill and a microwave and they go, yeah, we're going to turn off the gas. And you're thinking, yeah, I don't care. You're going to have to take cold showers. My love life sucks right now. So I was already taking gold, cold showers. How about that? You know, <laughs> you literally sit there picking and choosing which bill you can pay and which bill you can't pay and which bills you absolutely have to pay. Well, when you're tired, it's just the same, same thing. Like right now, I'm extremely tired. It's the same thing. If somebody calls me up and asks me to go and do something stupid, I'm just going to go, I am too tired for that crap. No. 
I ain't friend calling. Can you give me a ride to the airport? <laughs> really? You want to ride to the airport? How far from here is the airport? It's a 22 miles. <laughs> you better have cab fare, buddy, because that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's really weird. It's like it's, it's really one of those weird things where something happens to you specifically that changes how you go about your day. Like if you hurt your back. When you hurt your back or you injure yourself someplace, it's like that body part goes on strike, an aggressive strike. The kind of strike, you know, one of those uh, strikes where they go, we're going to block the door. We're not going to let you take, bring in your delivery trucks or we're going to block the highway. We're going to protest. Well, it's kind of like that. I don't like the way you bent me and I don't like the way you abruptly got out of that chair and I don't like how much weight you were lifting. I'm going to cause you severe pain in your lower back and I'm not going to stop until you stop doing that behavior for an extended period of time because if you don't, I don't trust you. It's exactly the same thing. You hurt your back and your back is basically saying you shouldn't have done that. I'm pissed that you did that and here's some intense pain to teach you a lesson not to do that. And then eventually the pain subsides because it's so painful. You stop the activity that caused the pain. You know what it is. You know what you were doing when you went, yeah, and your back was hurting. You know not to do that or anything like that. So you stop doing whatever that is for a long period of time. And all of a sudden your back starts feeling a little better and a little better and a little better. But then you do that crap again and your back goes, ah, ha, ha, ha. I knew I couldn't trust you. Here's some more shooting pain up your back, you bastard. I knew you were going to try to pick that crap up. I only stopped hurting you yesterday. You think you were back to normal? Well, guess what? The strikers are still here known as pain. And we're going to teach you a lesson, jackass. We're trying to pick that box up, you punk. You shouldn't have done it. Because that's what an injury is like. That body part going on strike telling you to i excuse me i don't like my contract my contract says bend with your knees and don't lift with me but you lifted with me anyway i'm in the union damn it and it's best that we just stick to our specific jobs because we're the best at those jobs if you take us out of our specific jobs we don't have the expertise to do it it's not like we're being lazy it's not like we don't want to help out of course we help out we hold your spine straight jackass but if you bend your spine in the wrong way you take it out of the warehouse and we don't know what you did to it that's what an injury is like but when you're tired you know, because like I said, if you have a lower back, you can you can you can work around it in some ways. If you hurt one arm, you can work around it with the other arm in some ways. If something happens and it's not a serious thing, you can probably work around it in some ways. But there's no way to work around tired. Tired is everywhere. Tired is all of you at the same time. Tired is everywhere. You can't, you, you know, <laughs> like as it is right now, somebody said, could you give me a ride someplace? I'd have to laugh at them. Hell no. I'm lucky I can do what I'm doing right this second. I'm that tired. It's like the whole body goes on strike. It's like the back goes, listen, the rest of the body. Uh, aren't you a little annoyed with him working as much as he does and not getting enough sleep? I mean, he lifts by bending straight over and, and hurts us. But you, I mean, you don't even get to repair yourself at night, right? Don't you need the nighttime to repair yourself? Huh? To shed out the toxins from the cells? Don't you need that time? And he's not even giving you that time. 
apparently he thinks sports radio was more important than giving you the rest you need. Now, I'm not trying to start anything. I mean, I'm just his back. You know, I'm back here. He doesn't even see me. He, if you took a picture of me and showed me to him, he wouldn't even know what I look like. In fact, when he's in the shower, he washes me last. Oh, that's embarrassing. I actually heard him say one time that when he was washing his upper back and the soap ran down past me to the ass, I remember him thinking, well, the soap got back there. That's good enough. And I'm sitting there going, what? Oh, so you can pay special attention to other parts of yourself. You can wash the armpits and the ass and the balls and all of that stuff, but you can't wash me like I'm not important? Okay. Okay. I know tomorrow morning you're going to be helping your friend move. Now, I'm not going to hurt you just for no reason. But if you abs, if you do anything, if you bend over too much, oh, I'm going to get you good. I'm not even going to get you while you're bent down. I'm going to wait till you stand up straight and they're holding something heavy. And then I'm going to zots out on you and you're going to scream like a punk. But I'm just your back. What happens to me isn't important, right? You're still 22 years old. You still have a six pack, right? Oh, you're not 22 years old and you don't have a six pack? Oh, really? You're an older guy? Now, you're not an old guy. We're not old yet, but you're not young. You're entering that phase of your life where you have to work out just to maintain being able to do everyday stuff as opposed to going out and working out to improve yourself. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till tomorrow. In fact... I'm going to give you little hints while you're in the middle of sleeping. I'm going to wake up early and twinge myself. And you're going to go, ooh. And you're going to think nothing of it. Because you never, ever, ever paid attention to the signals I gave you, you bastard. You make me sick. Bending over to pick up stuff. Because that's what your back's thinking, damn it. Because let's be honest. You don't even notice your lower back. And I think that's the problem. Every other part of your body you pay attention to. You pay it. You clip your toenails, right? You wear shorts to show off your legs. You do bicep curls. You don't do any lower back work until you're doing something bad to your lower back, and that's when it shows up to teach you a lesson. So the lower back says to the rest of the body, "Listen, I know he washes you. I get it." And I know you think I'm being a little jealous. Yes, he washes you specifically, and I only get peripherally washed. No problem, okay? But all I'm saying is, if I were you, I would stop him from doing stuff to teach him a lesson for ignoring you, right? He probably wants to go outside and hang out with his buddies and talk crap, but it'll be a two-block walk. He's not going to take his car that far. But I don't want I want you to remind him that he should have gone to sleep. Wait till he's doing something important and close and eyes. I want you to close, close, really close a little bit just to test the waters. And then if he doesn't do anything, close all the way because he won't be able to stay awake. Make sure you do it during a show that he likes. Oh, that'll be the best. Make him miss a show that he likes. <laughs> In fact, why don't you do this body? When he's on the phone talking business with someone, I want you to completely shut down and start snoring on the phone with a business contact. Oh, that would be the best. 
<laughs> What's he going to do? Kick his own ass? He can't do that. Where is body? <laughs> oh, that's the that's just the best. We got to we got to teach this guy a lesson. Going to not going to not going to go to sleep and pick up stuff by bending over. That's ridiculous. Hey, eyeballs, do me a favor. When he starts looking at the computer screen, I want you to get really dry. Yeah. Then he's going to have to blink. And that's when we get him with the eyes closed. <laughs> and uh, stomach. Do me a favor. Wait till around three o'clock in the morning. Then I want you to start growling real loud and make him go sit on the toilet. But don't send out anything. Make him go up the steps and sit on the toilet for 20 minutes and give him nothing to show for it. I hope that to be the best. <laughs> because maybe that's one way to get this bastard to pay attention to us. I'm getting tired of this. He knows he should work out and eat better than he's eating right now. But he's so busy doing his little jokes and talking to people in that, that microphone. They don't even get to hear what he's saying until about two hours after he's finished talking. What kind of crap is that? He never even gets to see those people. And he does all of that. But he doesn't go to sleep when he knows we need sleep. Do you realize he had a Mountain Dew today? Oh, great. That's exactly what you need. Sugar and caffeine. Oh, that's going to help us go to sleep. Oh, God, this guy's a pain in the ass. Listen. Are we agreed that we're going to make him go to sleep and mess up something so then he'll realize that he needs to go to sleep and he needs to stop neglecting himself? Are we agreed on that? Good. Let's get him now. Segment over. Okay, cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes, let's talk about levels of friendship. And friendship has levels. But the funny thing about it is, you see, in romantic relationships, everybody has agreed on pretty much pretty much agreed on universal rules. You go out on a date, you get to know each other. And there's there's uh there's we're gonna we're just getting to know each other dates. There's kiss dates, there's kiss and hug dates, there's kiss and squeeze on something, but you can't get it on yet dates. He's not ready for that dates. And then there's getting it on dates or relationships. That's what's going on there. And everybody is pretty much just agreed upon those rules. You don't have to spell them out. Everyone knows them. By the time you're old enough to date, you know the rules. You know what not to do. You don't even some of the things that you want would like to do, you just entrench you just know I'm not gonna do it. You wouldn't go out on a first date still kind of trying to remember the lady's name and go squeeze squeeze on the boobs no because you'll get slapped or arrested you know better than that okay because we've all agreed upon those rules we know what the rules are we know who likes us and we know who people that don't like us that's the rules of that everyone's agreed on them but the rules and friendships are not so defined. Everybody has different rules on their friendship and what they want from a friend and who's how close and all of that kind of stuff. Everybody has different rules on those things. And you have to negotiate that and find out what each person's individual rules are. And it's really a big pain in the ass. Friendship, friendship has levels. Even if you have a circle of friends 
there are people within that circle of friends that have different closeness levels. You're all friends, but these two guys are like brothers. We're all kind of like cousins, but these two are like brothers. And these two are like, and the, and the, but these guys kind of like each other, but they only like each other when the group's together. They would never actually hang out individually, but when they were together, they have a great time together, but they would never hang out and all and so on and so forth. But I wish there was some kind of way to electronically monitor those things. You could find out what level of friendship you are with an individual person. Because like I said, it fluctuates so much. I would love that. I would love to have maybe some contact lenses or some Google glasses or a bracelet or something that lets you know how close you are to that particular person and how close that person is to you. You may be at a level 10. You may love this person, be willing to do anything for this person. Another person be like, yeah, hey, you're cool. Hell, there's some marriages like that. <laughs> How many times have you seen a marriage where you know for a fact these people are basically just getting it on because they're too lazy to go out and find somebody that's more high maintenance and they don't want to deal with it? And eventually what happens is after a few years, these people go, OK, it was fun getting it on with you. I just we both basically just wanted to find someone that we find semi attractive and was disease free and will not kill us in our sleep. And we just did that for about three years. But it's time to grow up and actually find someone that is uh, is, is, is actually compatible with me. And oh, I got to know I'll actually put some actual work into that relationship and remember birthdays and crap. So it was fun getting it on with you for a couple of years and we'll still be friends and everything like that. But uh, I got to go you've seen those relationships hell i've been in a couple of them and enjoyed them but back to the friendship thing because people need to know what the i'll put it to you this way i have friends that are at level 10 i mean really super duper close mega friends friends how close friends i would i've stayed at their house they've stayed at my house and both of these guys have had my social security number because we worked on stuff together and they needed to fill out a form for me with the information and i did not feel like going to where they were and i gave them numbers and i was i felt fine with it didn't have to worry about it and they gave me their social security numbers in a similar situation they felt fine did not worry about it okay in fact, I know I can I still remember one of my friends social security number. In fact, I'm going to tell you guys it's one five. OK, I'm not going to tell you guys. <laughs> I mean, there's really no reason to tell you guys anyway, because I've already uh, cleaned out his bank account by using it. <laughs> I'm getting a better car. Now, listen. But in all seriousness, you know, we're close enough where I had a friend of mine whose uh, whose wife, if she stood next to Halle Berry, you'd walk up to Halle and go, could you move to the side so I can look at this woman right here? One of those gorgeous woman. Perfect. And I go to his house sometime. He's not there. He doesn't care. He does not care. He trusts her and he trusts me because we are at level 10 friendship. We are at level 10 friendship. Okay. Granted, his four kids actually belong to me, but that's a different story. <laughs> Just kidding. Only three of them are mine. <laughs> Just kidding. That never happened. We, Dad did not do nothing with his wife. Back to the story. But we're really good buddies. But if you really think about it, if that's a 10, you have to think in terms of what a zero is. A zero is a stranger. But what about a two? What's a two? A two would be that guy when you go into the bar and you like a particular football team and this guy likes like a particular football team and you bond during the course of that game and you high five when the team scores and you hey, how about that time? And how about that game? And how about that game? And how about that? And how about this? And how about that? 
right? But you don't give a crap if you never see the guy again. You had a great time watching the ball game. You wouldn't even go looking for him when you came back into the bar. If you came the next week, if you saw him, you saw him. If you didn't, you didn't. In fact, you might not remember talking to the bastard. But if you see him again, oh, didn't we talk last week? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then once again, you might bond over a game again, and you don't give a crap if you see him again. No big deal. But there's some friends that are in the four, five, and no, let's see the four or five range, maybe borderline six, right in the middle. They're the kind of people, if you go into the bar and you see them, you, you look forward to seeing them if you think they're already, if you already think they're going to be there. And if you see them across the bar, you'll wave to them. And if what's going on on their side of the room is better, you'll go over there. If what's going on on your side of the room, they'll come to you. And you'll look and do a clean sweep of the room. You'll look around to see if they're there. You won't go upstairs looking for them. You won't ask around about them. You'll just do a quick look. That's a four or five or a six. And you have a whole lot of four, five, six friends and you know it. But they don't they might even know their four or five or six friends. They don't know. My four or five or six friends, they all know now. I'm not mean to them, but it's like sometimes they will overstep their boundaries. And you know four, fives, and six will always overstep their boundaries. Seven, eights, and nines, people who are your real friends, they have no interest in doing that. They would not bother you for anything stupid. Four, fives, and six can't wait to bother you for something stupid. I had a guy want to borrow my car. What? You just a clean sweep of the room. Won't even go upstairs. Maybe come to your side of the room or not, friend. You, we're cool, but we're not car cool. We're not car cool. We're not even close to car cool. Oh. This guy would never be car cool. Why? Because he makes dumb decisions. Dumb, dumb decisions. And he can't hang on to his bread. He owes everybody money. Not a lot of money, a little bit of money. Just enough money to make you annoyed that he didn't pay it back. Not 20 bucks where you didn't really think about it, but he owes everybody like 60 bucks. If somebody, if you loan somebody 20 bucks, you may forget about it. You're like, eh, whatever. If, they, if you're going to see them all the time, not a big deal. You may, remember that 20 bucks I lent you? Well, come on, man. Just, you know, you might use it to have them chipping on the pizza three months later. Not a big deal. You better even think about it. But 60 bucks, you'll remember 60 bucks you'll look at them funny for 60 bucks you'll take one of your eyes and make it squinch down for 60 bucks i can't believe this bastard didn't give me back my 60 bucks how much does that hat cost you bastard you don't need your funny shaped head 60 dollars you bastard but it's not enough to make you want to whoop his ass but it's enough to make you squinch that eye up can't you see one of my eyes is squinched up because i'm giving you the side eye you're 60 bucks taken bastard how dare you that's why you're a four or five in fact you're not even a four or five or six you're a four or five right now you bastard <laughs> but these guys this guy asked to borrow my car like i said we're not car cool you know i've been in i was in the car with this cat and he's giving me directions to a gig we're going to. And uh, he wanted me to cut through a schoolyard. Now, the schoolyard had a sign up that made it very clear that people had been cutting through the schoolyard to cut the traffic because that was a street where you couldn't turn left or right. You had to go and to make to go where we were going to go. We had to go four or five blocks too far. He just cut through the schoolyard. Don't worry about it. You see any police in there? I said, no, but the sign. Come on, man. Do 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 do. 
And as it turns out, someone else behind us cut through the schoolyard and two police cars woo, jumped up on the bastard and gave him a huge ticket. Which means had I done that, had I done what this jackass wanted me to do, I would have gotten him a ticket. And do you think he would have paid me, paid the ticket? It would have been like a big ass ticket. Do you think he would have paid the ticket? No. No, I know he wouldn't pay the ticket. See, I shouldn't even have said that because my eyes squunched up again because that bastard still owes me $60. That $60 bastard. Now all of a sudden it would have been $60 on a big ass ticket I got because of you, you bastard. You. <laughs> now think about that for a second. The guy owes me 60 bucks. And almost got me another ticket that he would damn sure wouldn't have paid. He would have been, oh, y'all, I'll help y'all. I'll take care of it. I'm like, you ain't going to take care of nothing. You can't even give me back the 60 bucks. And I know you're not broke, you scum. And he wanted to borrow my car. Which means he would have taken the car and done something just that dumb. And I would, that's why you're a four, my friend. You're not even a five anymore because I'm mad thinking about the story of you almost giving me a two, getting me a $250 ticket, you punk ass. And you would owe me $310, you rotten. But he needs to know. We need to have that little bracelet. We need to have that little thing that lets him know he's a four. Hey, I was wondering if I could borrow your boop, boop, boop. You are a four. Do not ask to borrow his car, you dumb bastard. You are a four. You should not ask this question unless you're at least an eight. You are a four. You are not an eight, you dumb bastard. Do not ask this question. Never mind, man. I was going to ask you a question, but my my friendship coolometer told me that I'm only a four. How come I'm only a four? Do not ask why you're only a four. That's the kind of thing a four would ask. You are now only a three, you dumb bastard. Keep talking and he will put you out of the car and you will be a negative one. <laughs> right? I would love that. That would be so good to find that people could just know what the level of friendship is so they would know what not to ask you. Right? Level sevens, eights, eight, you know what, eight, not even a seven. A seven would show up at your house and you, would, you wouldn't be annoyed. You'd just be, hey, what's going on? But you wouldn't be pissed off an eight and a nine or a ten. Hey, what's going on? Come on in. But a four or a three. You ever have a four-level friend or a three-level friend just stop over at your house and you're going, no, 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 you don't understand. We're the guys that enjoy each other's company when everyone's together. We're, those, we're at that level. We're in the same circle of friends, but see, I'm all the way over here in the United States, and you're in the equivalent of Australia right now, my friend. So no, we're part of the same circle, but we're not close. We're not car cool, and we're damn sure not show up unannounced at my house cool. No. But you don't want to say that to a person. You'll probably be gracious and invite the bastard in. And then they'll do something dumb. Like not leave quickly. Why, why would you? And I've had that before. A guy just shows up. I was in the neighborhood. And I'm going, why were you in the neighborhood? I thought I plastered the neighborhood with enough pictures of you where people were going to call me when you were in the neighborhood so I could know not to answer the door. I mean, I did not do that. <laughs> What's going on, man? Well, I figured I'd come over here and 
have lots of awkward conversations with you and stay too long and then have you actually go into the bathroom, take a sh- another shower, even though you just took a shower because you wanted to illustrate that you're in the middle of doing something, but I'm too dumb to take the hit. And then you'd come out in, a, in some clothes and pretend to go someplace. And then, you know, you then I, of course, would eventually figure out that I'm a that's time to leave and then i would leave and then i would follow you to your car and then you'd be thinking damn does this bastard not take a hint and then you'd actually have to go someplace when all you wanted to do was stay at home and this could have all been avoided if i'd have just checked the coolometer hey let's go over to s anthony's house for no reason because he really doesn't like us that much he kind of likes us but he doesn't love us do not go to s anthony's house you are australia okay you are Australia. He is America. Of course, you love each other, but you're on different sides of the planet almost, okay? You're in the same circle of friends, but you belong all the way over there. Has he ever come to your house? Has he ever shown up or arrived at your house without permission or as a surprise? No. Do you know why? Because he's not an idiot. Now, by the way, I know I have people living in Australia that listen to the show, and I'm just using your country as an example because of the distance. Don't go, why are you going to use our country, man? And by the way, that's a that's a, that's not an Australian accent. I know that. <laughs> I'm not good at accents. Give me a break. But you know what I'm saying? There's certain people you just don't allow that to happen, and we need to have boundaries. I I think that you know, granted, you can't get the United States to switch to the metric system because we don't want to. But we could. We've got to have a universal code of friendship where you would you have a number. Everybody has a number. You see how quarterbacks have that thing on their wrists where they have all the plays. Well, you should have that on your wrist. If you can't do it electronically, everybody should have a number. You secretly write down the number and you put it in that thing. And when a person walks up to you or wants to interact with you in any way, what they need to do is flip to your name on their card and see with their friendship level if they flip on that card and they see it's a four then they can go down and see the acceptable things like don't show up at his house don't annoy him don't ask him for money don't ask him any personal questions keep it light talk about sports and then get away from him and don't bother him for more than 15 minutes that should be on the card damn it i would love that now granted most of my friends that are around me now are in the eight nines and ten levels because everyone else get the hell out of here why should i have a bunch of fours around and if i I'm a four for somebody. I'm getting the hell out of there. I don't want to be some around somebody where I'm only a four. I'd rather just be a two. I rather want. I want to be either a ten or a two. If I'm a ten, we're buddies. If I'm a two, we say nice stuff to each other in the ele- elevator and go our separate ways. But I don't want to be in the middle anywhere because I don't have to be in the middle of any- anywhere. Because why should you be in the middle? Being in the middle sucks. Hell, I'm an oldest child. I deserve to be at the top, damn it. (laughs) But that's true, man. Wouldn't you just love to be able to just have defined friendship levels so it would just keep you out of those awkward situations? Do you know how many awkward pauses wouldn't exist and awkward pauses in conversation wouldn't exist if we just flipped through that book and know to leave people alone? If you're standing next to somebody and you flip the book open and then you see a one they think of you as a one, then you just know leave them alone. Don't say, hey, how's the weather? Mm-mm, that's a waste of time. Don't talk about sports. They don't want to talk to you at all. You get a one just for being alive. A zero is a dead person or somebody you haven't met. If you're at a one, keep it moving. I would love that. I wouldn't be offended if somebody had me at a two or a three or a four. I wouldn't be offended at all. I'm sure some people do. But I'm never around those people. I am really good at reading it. I can tell when someone just 
kind of likes me? And why would I want to be around someone that kind of likes me? Why would I want to date someone that, that kind of likes me unless they have huge breasts? In which case, I just want to be near. OK, I'm not going to do that even for huge breasts. And even if they have huge breasts, I'm not going to be around a woman that just. OK, if she has a huge buttocks, maybe I'll put up with. OK, even if she has a huge buttocks and huge breasts, I'm not going to hang around a woman that just kind of likes me. But I damn sure consider it. <laughs> I need to mature a little bit, don't I? Don't judge me, you bastards. But you know what I'm saying. But wouldn't that be a good idea just to have like a little wristband that, you know, you have friendship level numbers for everybody that you got to be around a lot. So you know what not to say and how long to be around them. I know it sounds silly. But it would save a lot of problems, save a lot of hurt feelings. Hey, there's a guy across the room. He looks interesting. And I know him. That's Chad. Uh, let me check. Ooh, he has me at a two. Well, F you, Chad. What about that lady over there? Oh, she has me at a seven. We can have pleasant conversations and hang out a little bit. Yeah, well, Chad, you have a fun over there, you piece of crap. I'm going to go over talk to that person that actually likes me, you bastard. And I hope your wristband gets wet because it seems to me you were too dumb to laminate yours. Ah, ha, ha. That's what you get, chump. But I'm saying I want to start the wristband friendship number movement. That's what I want, damn it. And I say you guys should back me and we'll copyright it and we'll all make lots of money. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Wouldn't it? Of course it would. Segment over. All right, my friends. You know what's really weird about this segment? It's inspired by the drain plug, the drain filter in my basement. You know that little the little thing you stick into your basement? It looks like a colander that keeps all the crap from going down your sink. It's inspired by what happened with that. You're sitting in your basement, you're watching television, you got the big screen TV in the basement, you're enjoying whatever program you're watching at the time. You're either laughing because it's a comedy, crying because it's a drama, pumping your fist because it's a sporting event, but you're enjoying yourself and you're all alone and you love it because you can just sit back and watch whatever you're watching without any dumb questions from somebody. And you hear the washer going. And, you know, somebody, one of your relatives who was hanging out, who was there, who's maybe was there earlier today or whatever was there when you came before you came back is washing some clothes. No big deal. Maybe they're even in the house. Who knows? But they're not where you are now. And you love it. And then while you're watching the show, you hear the water splashing into the wash basin in the basement. You don't really think anything of it because that's what the base, the basin is there for, to catch the water coming from the dryer. That's it, it doing its job. You're familiar with that sound. Not really super familiar because normally you turn on the washer and you leave, but you've definitely heard it before. But now, for some reason, it just doesn't sound right. Now, does it not sound right? Because, as I said before, normally you're not there for this. Or does it not sound right because something is wrong? You should probably get up and investigate. But that requires getting up and investigating. So you're not going to do it because it requires getting up and investigating. You really should have. Because now it sounds even worse. The pitch of the water sounds different. It's almost as if the water is falling a greater distance than from the tube of the washer to the, wa to the basin. 
Maybe it's for, oh, no, that can't be it. That can't be it. And oh God, I noticed that something is floating across the floor, which is weird because things shouldn't float and they don't float in the air, but they do float in large amounts of water, 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 water. And speaking of water, your floor is covered with it now. Oh no. You should have gotten up. Now you got to get up. So you get up and you run over to the sink. You turn off the, the, the washer and you see the basin is full to the top. Water running down the sides. <sighs> so now you mop up all the water. You can't put it in the sink because the sink's too full. You run out in the backyard. You dump it down the drain. And now you still got a full basin. You bucket out some of the basin water. You would bucket out most of it or all of it. But you're thinking, no, if I can just solve this problem, it'll go right down the sink. So you take out the plunger and you plunge, plunge, plunge. Because you know that's the first thing you got to do. You know how to do that. You've used a plunger before upstairs. Ooh. Now, if this actually works, it's great. If you walk into the thing and a plunge, 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 and maybe you plunge up the thing that's stuck in there and take it out or push it down, the water goes down. Problem solved. Yeah. Maybe the plunger isn't good enough. Maybe you need to take the last wire hanger in existence and jam it down there, swirl it around. And maybe you can pull the thing out. Or maybe you knock the thing down. Say, maybe that works. And if that works, yeah. You know that feeling when you fix something in your house, especially something like plumbing, when you plunge, plunge something or get the hanger and get it out of there and you stand there victorious over the now empty sink as you watch the water go down through the sink and you're looking at it as if it's a vanquished enemy. You're standing there with the plunger or the hanger over your head the same way you would be doing it if you were standing over a dead bear that you just killed with your pinky. Yeah, that's right. Bear comes at you with his big jaws and his nine foot frame trying to eat you. And then the bear comes up to attack you and you take your opposite hand. And when I say opposite hand, I mean not even the hand you're right with the other hand, the hand that's not dominant unless you're ambidextrous. But that's a different story. And you pimp slap that bear right in the face and the bear goes, oh, crap, I didn't know it was you, S. Anthony. And you're like, yeah, bear. And the bear tries to apologize, cause, but it's too late, bear. And you take your pinky out, the pinky that you're about to kill that bear with. And the bear goes, oh, no, not the pinky of death. And you say, yeah, bear, you should have stuck to fish, punk. And you jam that pinky into the bear's neck and kill him. And then he falls down, apologizing as life slowly oozes away from him the same way that water slowly drained out of the sink. Yeah, that's right. And then you look at him and you skin the bastard and you make a bunch of coats for yourself and your friends and you eat the meat all summer because that bear should have backed off when he realized who you were. Yeah, that's right. That's how you feel standing over that sink holding that plunger in the air. Oh, yeah, damn it. That's right. Drain clog. I killed you. Take that punk. But on this particular occasion, you don't have that wonderful home repair victory. <laughs> nope. You plunge, plunge, plunge until your hands are sore. You stick the hanger down there and all you come up with is a wet hanger and you don't even see bubbles in the sink. And you know, oh, no, this is going to cost money. I realize now I'm looking down at at least 150 bucks or more. Oh. 
So you got to call the plumber and you're hoping when the plumber comes, you don't want to spend more money than than the $150 that it normally costs to to snake a drain. You don't want to spend more money, but you're going to feel horrible. What's happened before when he goes down and puts that snake down the drain and he pulls up a baby sock and you realize you just spent 150 bucks because one of your niece's socks somehow got down the drain. Oh. You're hoping it's just sludge because at least sludge is something that you have no control over. It's just it's corrosion. At least at least a plumber can look at you with some respect. He'll go, well, it really was corroded down there. I'm glad you called me because it could have been more because if this had gotten down outside in front of the house, it could have been several thousand. But it's just a good. And at least you can be like you look, you do the man, the man thing or a man, the woman thing. If the plumber's a lady, you look at each other like, yeah, you know, yeah. All right. Yeah. You feel like you you did something. You saved yourself some money by calling in the professional. You couldn't help yourself this was beyond your control but when they pull up the baby sock you can see the plumber trying not to laugh at you because he realized he basically just did the almost no work in, in compared to what he normally would have to do he just made 150 to 200 dollars because a baby sock went down the sink and he's like Here's the uh, baby sock, Mr. Chalmers. <laughs> well, you, you laughing at something? Oh, I'm not laughing at anything at all. <laughs> and he walks outside and you're going, are you sure you're not laughing at me? I'm not laughing at you at all, Mr. Thomas. But you, you literally said, I'm at S. Anthony Thomas's house. Ha, ha, ha. It was a baby sock. Easiest money I've ever made in my life. And you were actually pointing at me and laughing. No, I was talking about somebody else. <laughs> okay, get out. So that's when I got the drain cover and I got the drain cover. Now, the funny thing about the drain cover is because it, it catches everything that's not water. So it clogs up quickly. And essentially, if it clogs up, you get the same effect. It overflows the sink. Now, granted, it doesn't have the other effect where you have to get a baby sock out of the out of the pipe and have to call a plumber, but you still have a wet floor. Now, that's a positive. You don't have to call the plumber. I get it. But it's still a pain in the neck. And now it's something you have to be incredibly diligent about. You have to check it every day. You have to take it out and shake it out every day. It's a pain in the ass before I could just wash clothes and walk away. Or if somebody came over and there was a relative staying, they could wash clothes and I didn't have to think about anything. But now I got to go down there and check it. And it's annoying. It catches everything. You know, you don't want something that catches everything. It's like zero tolerance policies. They catch everything. I want a drain cover that will allow things through that wouldn't clog the drain. It would be great if the, if the drain cover was a sentient being and it would go, well, that's just a crumb. You can let that through. That crumb's just going to go right through the pipe and out into the sewer system. That's not anything that's going to cause corrosion. No, 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 no. That thing right there, that we got to stop that from going down. That little bit of food. It's a bit of food. And you shouldn't have food going down the sink, but it's small enough to go through the sink. It's bigger than the holes that I normally have, but I'm going to open up a bigger hole to allow this noodle to go through because this noodle's not going to cause any problems. It's not going to cause any problems. The first thing is I just want to make sure that great man, that's Anthony, who bought me at the dollar store isn't bothered by having to take me out of the sink and shake me out all the time and maybe have his floor flooded because other people won't shake the drain as diligently as he is but but I, I really I'm glad that I'm a sentient being and I can actually help him out like that okay if that actually happened you wouldn't be getting it at the dollar store but you get the point it stops everything from going down so it gets clogged so I gotta check it every day 
It's like a bad referee in a football game. That's what that sink drain, the sink plug is like. It's like a bad ref. You ever see a football game where the teams are doing their thing and one referee just won't stop calling punk ticky tack penalties on stupid crap. Now, you know that the, the, you know what I mean? It's like holding. I don't even know the number because this call is complete horse crap. 15 yards. And I know that the actual holding is 10 yards, but I want to be even more annoying. So 15 yards. That's right. <laughs> Everybody complains about when the refs are on. There are certain referees, if you watch football, that are on the screen too much if you're a referee i shouldn't know your name you shouldn't make enough phone calls that i know your name if you're a basketball ref i shouldn't know what your name is you shouldn't make enough calls the way i know what your name is because you want screen time i'm telling you these guys want screen time but much like that drain plug they catch too much stuff you could call holding on every single play in football you could call pass interference on every single play but you shouldn't you should call it on stuff that's obvious and just like that sink drain let some stuff i wish it would let some stuff through there are things that are trapped into the sink plug that i literally could just take the sink plug and dump those things into the sink and rinse them away because I know that they won't clog the drain. But the drain plug stops everything. And those referees holding. Speaking of holding, uh, the reason I'm actually on screen right now is because I like attention. And I'm calling holding penalties a lot because I was not held enough by my mother and father. They were too busy fighting all the time. And uh, I really need attention. Is there any way that you guys at home could hashtag love the ref? My name is Jim. Could you could you hashtag love? Stop dragging me off the screen. Damn it. I need love. Because <laughs> that's what it seems like. Because <laughs> that St. Train, the simple fact reminds me of, of things where people are just... They just don't, people don't think and they stop everything. They notice everything. They block everything. You ever live in a neighborhood where, I lived in the neighborhood where they had this thing where they had the neighborhood blanketed with police officers, you know, and it would have been enough had the police officers just drove through because just them driving through was enough to prevent crime. But there was a couple of guys that were just exercising their power a little bit too much. Now, they weren't beat you up police officers, but they were definitely ticket you up police officers. I got a ticket parked in front of my own house. Yeah, I had a car that got damaged and my mechanic was closed. It was my mechanic only works Monday through Thursday. He wasn't open. He wasn't open the day that there was somebody messed my car up on Friday. I knew that the repair wouldn't take long, but it was parked there. And somebody else called the cops on someone else on the street. But while they were there, they figured, hey, let's see if we can give tickets to other people. The guy literally was writing a ticket on my car in front of my house. And I'm going, I walk outside and he's, he's writing a ticket. I'm going, well, officer. What are you doing? Well, technically, this is a Philadelphia street because at the time I lived in Philadelphia. This is a Philadelphia street. And, uh, you know, technically, and, uh, you know, this car, the, 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 the tags are uh, they expired. I said, yeah, by a day. Yeah, but they are expired. And technically they are expired. I said, officer, my mechanic is closed today. This is parked in front of my house. It's a the car's not raggedy or anything. It's just I'm literally going to take it tomorrow 
<laughs> to get it fixed and I'll have it back four hours after that. Well, technically, you know, take it in technically and the technicalities of technicalness and technical and technical. And then I mentioned technicalness of the technical and technicalness of the technicalness of the technical. Oh, come on. He didn't have to do that. And eventually I talked him out of doing it. I couldn't talk him out of giving everybody else tickets, but I talked him out of giving me one with my incredible charm. But why did you do that? These cars were in a, the block was off to the side somewhere. Only people that actually went on the block were people that lived there or people that knew people that lived there. These cars were off the beaten track. They were not blocking traffic. They were nowhere, but everybody got tickets. For what? Oh, everybody but me. (laughs) Technically, he was right. Some of those people, some of those people, one car was parked a little too close to the curb. One car was kind of blocking on somebody else's driveway. One car. It was little ticky tack things that under normal circumstances, a more mature police officer would have just gone. I ain't got time for that. I got I got solved crimes. I'm not driving around giving tickets to people because they're one inch over and he's nine feet, 11 inches from the parking meter. I'm not giving a ticket for that. Technically, they can give you the ticket. (laughs) Right. You know, discretion. Because that's the funny thing about it. People in power, whether it be a police officer or somebody like that or, uh, or someone who was in politics or something like that, they are literally like a six foot six guy who knows Kung Fu. Right. Under normal circumstances, not really a problem. But if they decide to exercise their power, there's almost nothing you can do about it. If you run across a, a, a person in law enforcement that decides to be a piece of crap, you're done unless you're lucky. If you piss off a, a, a politician that you know that has power to you know eminent domain or or, or 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 any of those kind of things, you're done. There's really nothing you could do about it. If you stay away from them, or if they like you, that power could be used for you for good. Okay, I remember when I did some shows for some police officers that did a benefit for them, and um, and uh, I was I was moving my car, and the guy goes, "U.S. Uh, athlete." I said, "Yeah." He goes. Uh, also, you're the one doing the benefit. I said, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I, was, you know I, I appreciate the work you guys do in law enforcement, you know, and I, I wanted to be part of the thing here and, you know, make sure we get some, you know, whatever we were doing at the time. And he goes, oh, okay. You, oh, yeah, yeah, I recognize you from the poster. Okay, okay, okay. I said, I said, I'll be right back. We can talk later. I just want to move my car. He said, I had to move your car. I said, I don't want to get a ticket. He goes, <laughs> do you really think you want to get a ticket? You realize there's like 500 police officers in there, right? And I go, oh, he goes, leave it right there. Ain't nobody going to do anything. So park, see, to park it in the medium, leave it right there. In fact, park it up on the curb right, right there. It was like a, a an island between sides of the street. Park your car up there. I parked my car up there. Because I was doing the benefit, and as it turns out, after the show, everybody was happy and they liked me. Just leave your car right there. Don't worry about it. Nothing going to happen to you. Now, the funny thing about it was other people saw my car parked there, and they figured, oh, I guess this is acceptable. And they parked up there, too. And it wasn't acceptable because when I came back out, there was a bunch of cars with tickets on them because they weren't there. They, they didn't have friends in that room. I did. They didn't. I didn't milk the friendship. I just used it that one time to park, so I could, for parking. But it just shows you if you got the six foot six, 270 pound guy with the kung fu behind you, people won't mess with you. And in this particular instance, I had the six foot six guy who was 270 pounds who had the kung fu who said, leave this guy's car alone. He's cool. Don't touch him. But what about you on the other side of that crap? <laughs> like the other cars. 
the hell are you doing parking up here? Well, we saw the other car. Didn't I tell you to park here? Get that crap out of there. Here's your tickets, you dumb bastards. That's a six foot six guy going, I'm going to kick your ass. And they got their asses kicked. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? And all of this rambling train of thought was brought to, brought, brought to bear by me, by my sink overflowing and me thinking about that, you know. You can't call penalties on every play because it kind of messes up the game. You know, don't ticket everybody's car when you don't have to. It messes up the game. You know, it's amazing. But I still have to go to that damn sink and check it all the time to make sure that it doesn't get clogged up. It's a huge pain in the ass. But I'll tell you one thing, I'm not paying another $150 to a diploma because that shit's never going to happen again. I, I, I just don't want to be paying that kind of money, damn it. In fact, I should see if I can find all of those police officers that were at that show I did. Yeah, find them. Hey, remember me? Yeah, you did the benefit. Yeah, could you do me a favor? I just found out that that plumber should only have charged me $125 for the damn work. Could you do me a favor? I think he's parked nine feet and 10 inches away from the fire hydrant. You know what to do. Not a problem. Woo! You parked nine feet and 10 inches away from the parking. Yeah, well, nah, I'm up 10 feet. That's now it's actually nine feet, 11 and a half inches. Here's your ticket, jackass. You should have not overcharged this Anthony, you bastard. All right. I'm the six foot six guy with 270, metaphorically speaking, six foot six guy, 270 with the kung fu, damn it. Okay, I would not sick the cops on the plumber because, I mean, technically he didn't overcharge. I mean, I know that's kind of what it costs to do the work, but come on, man. Okay, I would have sicked the police on him, not because of the overcharging by a little bit, but because of the fact he laughed at me because he found a baby sock ass right. In fact, I am going to call some friends and, and get make just follow him around till he does something wrong and then give him a ticket. You know, yeah, that's right. I wish I had some power to abuse because I damn sure abuse it right now. Yeah, I said it. And in fact... I just realized something. You guys better, you guys better bring back some more people to listen to this damn podcast. Yeah, that's right. You better listen every week. Go through the back catalog and you better, damn it, you better, you better bring back more people. I mean, you wouldn't want to come out of your house and have a whole bunch of tickets on your car, would you? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Segment over. You know what's hilarious? I'm, I'm a, this this is a short segment, Ned, and and I just want to I just want to make a point about things, and I don't want to be indelicate, but I want to be realistic, and we're all adults here, okay? I'm not going to use any offense, okay? Maybe a little offensive language, not not the offensive language that couldn't be said on regular television, okay? Everything I this these are the this this could be said on television. If you've ever, if you've been married or lived with someone, lived with your woman or with your guy, you're around each other on a regular basis and you know a lot about each other. There's always signatures in the household that let you know the person was there. 
you know, I had a girlfriend that always liked a particular soap or a girlfriend that always liked to take her socks off and ball them up and leave them on the table uh, or, you know, I or never would never hang her coat up. She would always put it on the back of the chair that she knew that I sat on. Not a big deal. It was a signature. I knew she was there. And those little things, even though they were annoying, it meant that the person I care about and would be getting it on with later on that evening was over and it was awesome. But when you live with someone, you just know so much about them. And if it's your woman, it's okay. If it's your kid, it's okay. What I'm talking about, what I'm about to talk about. But when you go into the bathroom, you can tell when your woman was there. And I'm not talking about just because of the shower gels. I'm talking about you can tell when she was there by using the, 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 one of the senses called the, 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 the nose is known for. I'm not saying it always in the most pleasant or unpleasant way, but you know it's her. Even if she, even if you didn't see her there, even if she did that, went used the facilities and left, and you walked in, you know it's her. Now, that's okay. She's your woman. It's not a big problem. Human beings are highly evolved animals, and scent is one of the things we use. The pheromones that she has coming off of her skin, you love those. That's why you bury your face in her neck and under her arms and various other places because we're animals and we smell each other that's why she wears your that's why she wears your shirts that's why you wear her panties when she's gone i mean no you don't (laughs) i need to edit that out anyway and by the way i'm just kidding i've never worn my girlfriend's panties okay well not on my waist i've I've worn them as a hat before but that's none of your business (laughs) don't judge me anyway But you know, and she knows when you're there. If you have a kid, you know when your kid was in the bathroom. But those, that's your kid, your your, your son, your daughter, your wife, not a problem. But it was a point when I had a bunch of my friends over and they would always come to my house all the time. My house, which really didn't bother me too much because it means I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do was pick up the phone, call for the pizzas and they would bring everything else. They would bring whatever they wanted to drink and all that kind of thing. But they were over so often. I started to notice that much like you can tell when your woman was in the bathroom, I literally could tell which one of my friends was in the bathroom using this, this, the sense of smell. It's bad enough when you go, oh, one of, you know, somebody was in here. But when you could tell which one it is with 100% accuracy, that means those guys were over a little bit too damn much. And I even said to them, I said, guys, we're going to have to start randomly going to each other's houses. You guys are here too much. What are you talking about? We're here too much. We're buddies, man. What are you talking about? We're friends. What are you talking about? You, I thought you loved having us here. I do love having you here, meaning the living area. And I know going to the bathroom is a natural function, but I now can tell with 100% accuracy which one of the six of you idiots was actually in the bathroom. No, you can't. Yes, it was Frank. Oh, my God. How'd you know? Because you guys are here so much that I have that I can tell by the scent. I don't want to be able to know what my friends smell like. I don't want to be able to dictate which friend went into the bathroom based on smell because they're here so often. 
I love you guys. Everybody in this room is at least a nine or a ten on the friendship scale, except for you who was just in the bathroom. You have now been moved down to a seven on the friendship scale because of that, you nasty butt bastard. Stop eating so many damn salads, at least when you're coming to my house, you sick stomach bastard. But that's what I'm saying. I said to these guys, I said, you're my buddies, my friends. There's something wrong with the simple facts that I know what your ass air smells like. I don't want to be able to, to, to know what my friend's individual ass air smells like. If I can tell which one of you went to the bathroom by the ass air in the room, that means you're here too much. I want us to move around a little bit. That way it'll just be random ass air. I'll know someone used the bathroom, but I don't want to know who. Do you know what it's like when you know you can dis- you know someone's ass air signature and you look at them and you're going, dude, I know what your ass air is like. I know I I know your ass air scent, man. I don't like it. I can't even look at you the same way right now. That's why you you went from a ten to a seven. Either change your diet, go to the bathroom at the gas station, or you're going to maintain your seven status because you're damn sure no longer a 10, you bathroom blasting bastard. So until I have unmemorized the ass air of you guys in here, we're going to start going to everyone else's house. And when I start inviting you back, it's when I go into the bathroom and I can't tell which one of you it is. But until then, damn it. Of course, you don't have to go now because, you know, we've got the we've got the beer and the sodas and all that stuff out of me. I'm I, I don't want to. It's not like we're going to take all this food and go to one of the other houses. It's not like I'm going to forget your ass air signatures today, you know, but but from now on until I dememorize the ass air signatures of each one of you and I can't tell which one of you went into the bathroom. We just going to have to put a moratorium on, on being at my house. You nasty buttocks bastards. We all right with that? Yeah, I understand. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Okay, you're now back from a 7 to a 10. But I'm telling you right now, I'm watching you bastards. Ass air bastards. Now, is that a true story? Yes, that actually happened. And yes, I actually said that to my friends. I don't want to be able to go into the bathroom and be able to tell which one of you just went. That is just gross and weird. So now it's been years and I can't tell which one of them went to the bathroom. So now, seven years later, everyone can come back to my house. <laughs> you still got to use the bathroom at the gas station because I, 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 y'all, y'all are just gross. I, I just, I, it's just gross. <laughs> Segment over. Well, folks, this has been another episode of the S. Anthony Says podcast. I am S. Anthony Thomas. I want to thank you guys very, very, very much for listening to the show and checking me out. I want to give a special shout out and a special thank you to the Quadfather at the Quadcast podcast. I just did an episode of his show on Sunday. And uh, I'll be honest with you, every we've done two episodes. They've both been about an hour and change each. 
extremely pleasant conversations. I looked forward to them. And after the conversations were over, after the episodes were taped, I was really glad that I had the conversations. And I and in all seriousness, I enjoy listening to the guy's shows. I like the way he, he, he conversates with people. I like the way the I like the interviews that he does. It's fun to listen to. And um, it's a good show on a regular basis. So go check it out. Even though I don't know when my episode, my, my second episode is going to be coming on, go listen to the show anyway. You, you won't be sorry that you did. Because um, it's a good show. It's better when I'm on it. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> you know I mean, I mean, let's be real. Here. What show isn't better with me on it? <laughs> you know, you're going to listen to his show and go, you know, yes, Anthony was right. This quadcast podcast is a wonderful show. And I'm really glad that I listened to it. This guy is really good. And this show is very fun to listen to. I'm glad I'm going to listen to this regularly. And then you're going to listen to the one that I'm going to be going. This man's a genius. He's incredible, the most incredible human being I've ever heard. <laughs> and also the quad father, he is not bad either. <laughs> How did this get to be about me again? I was trying to, you know, I was on a friend's show and he did a great job. And I was I was trying to tell my audience that his show is awesome and that you should go check it out. But somehow it turned into me giving myself another compliment. Now, granted, it's a deserved compliment because I am incredible. <laughs> I did it again. What the hell is this? Listen, okay, we're going to start this over again. <clears throat> On Sunday, I taped an episode of the Quadcast podcast with the Quad Father. He does a wonderful show. I think you should listen to it. I think you should subscribe to it. And you won't be sorry. I like the guy. I enjoy being on his show. And I guarantee you, you will like his show. And you will listen to it on a regular basis. But it's best when I'm on because my episodes with him are incredible. <laughs> I did it again. I did it again. This is ridiculous. Can I just give a guy a compliment about his show that I actually listen to and like without it turning into me saying accurate things about my awesomeness? <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show, man. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to doing your show again. Uh, this episode is over, my friends. This is episode number 165. I want to thank you guys for sticking with me. I want to thank you guys for coming back. I want to thank all these iPhones and iPad people who started listening. I don't know where you came from, but I'm glad you came. You know what would be really nice? It would be really nice if y'all would get me a damn iPhone. That would be good. I mean, since y'all all got iPhones. And I know you people with iPhones have like nine iPhones each. So everybody should just send me your damn iPhones. It's not like you're using them. And in fact, the iPhone you have now, you already know next month you're going to dump it and get another one. So why should I spend my hard-earned money buying an iPhone when a big chunk of my damn audience has a drawer full of iPhones? Your iPhone trading and bastards <laughs> much love to everybody that's listening to this i appreciate you thank you for coming back again make sure you bring some friends uh if you love the show and you love what you heard today or if you love some of the stuff in the past please feel free uh i shouldn't say feel free i said please do me a favor i should say i don't know why i use that phrase inaccurately do me a favor and uh give some five-star reviews on itunes or stitcher or whatever podcast you're listening to and recommend the show to friends uh, the email, as many of you know, but some of you not, iPhone people may not know, uh, for me is the S. Anthony says podcast at gmail.com. So if you want to uh, send, uh, you know, uh, praise, uh, wonderful compliments and only good things, please feel, feel free to send them there. 
uh, if you have anything uh, that you want to say that isn't about how incredible I am, shut up. <laughs> uh, the uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, the the Twitter page for me specifically is at S. Anthony Thomas. And for the show is at S. Anthony says. Now, in all seriousness, thank you for having me on the Quadcast podcast. Thank you guys for listening to the episode, this episode, and going back and listening to the, re- the other shows. Much appreciated. Thank you for the emails. You guys are really, really cool. And um, I enjoy the podcast community of, of the other podcasters. And I also enjoy um, the people in the audience. Um, it's been really fun uh, doing these shows for you and uh, getting the, the kind words that you've been sending. I really appreciate it. Seriously, I appreciate it. And uh, much love to everybody out there. And I will see you next week. S. Anthony out. Go. S. S. Anthony Thomas. Time while I've been here.